Here we are. Welcome in, everybody. Thursday here at Cabin's Group. Love being out here with Gary and the crew and all the pets, including uh, Holly the cat, who is up on the table inspecting all my research papers right now and uh, purring like a champion. Uh, pets love me. People, not so much, but pets, they do. So, uh, Holly, how you doing? Good to have you. And uh, Duke is back today. The... Uh, Cabin's mascot, the official dog of Cabin's group, and uh, it's great to see they've got a lot of pets out here. It's a little bit like the best uh, disaster response group outfit in the state and one of the top zoos in the state at the same time. It's really cool. Parker Thune in the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings studios. How we doing? What Man, what a last 24 hours or so. Huh? It's wild, Steely, because what's most jarring to me amongst all this, I mean, we're seeing the end of three eras, right? Pete Carroll in Seattle, Nick Saban at Alabama, and Bill Belichick in New England, all within 24 hours of one another. Amazing. What's what's crazy, Steely, and I I know you can't relate because you're way, way older than I am, but I have literally never known a world in which Bill Belichick was not the head coach of the New England Patriots. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really, really weird next season when whoever the next head coach of the New England Patriots is roaming the sidelines and it's not Bill Belichick in that cutoff hoodie. Yeah, and, and you think about it, uh, you have the uh, retirement of the greatest college football coach of all time in Nick Saban, and you can throw out Bear Bryant, Bobby Bowden, Bud Wilkinson, Barry Switzer, Joe Paterno, obviously his legacy really tarnished, Tom Osborne, Bo Schimbeckler, Woody Hayes, Pop Warner, whoever. It is Nick Saban. Wow, you went uh, all the way back to Pop yeah, Warner, huh? I know, I know. But seven natties total, six at Bama, one at LSU. Sooner fans certainly uh, know all about that one. But it's Nick Saban and uh, Bill Belichick, uh, the greatest NFL head coach of all time. And you may say, well, what's he done without Brady? Hasn't done a whole lot, obviously. But I still think Bill Belichick would be the greatest NFL coach of all time. And Pete Carroll's in that group of uh, coaches who won a national championship and a Super Bowl, along with Jimmy Johnson and Barry, my God, Switzer. So uh, quite the trio. I mean, it's really amazing. And uh, on the Bama situation, all right, we have heard Dan Lanning has said, no, no, staying in Oregon. So Dan Lanning, unless he's, uh, you know, there's some lying going on, is going to stay in Eugene and coach the Oregon Ducks. Now the question is, who does Bama go to? I know there's a bunch of backlash against Dabo. Maybe that's created by one guy in the group that he got together last night. But uh, is would it be Mike Norvell, Kalen DeBoer? Would it be Sark? I don't think that's happening. Would it be Lane Kiffin? Would it be somebody out there like Urban Meyer? Maybe somebody we're not thinking about like Jed Fish or – Somebody else, what are you thinking about uh, what's happening at Bama, and who would be your odds-on favorite right now to replace Nick Saban? Well, when you're in a situation like Alabama is, where you are replacing a living legend and you have the most coveted vacancy in college football of the entire 21st century, what you can do and what you should do is just start from the absolute tip of the top and make guys say no sequentially. So... We know Dan Lanning said no. Apparently, it's been reported that Steve Sarkeesian said no. I would figure, Steely, at this point, the next man down on the list has to be Kalen DeBoer. 
So we'll see if he says no. Obviously, mm-hmm. he is he is less rooted at Washington, it would seem at least, than Dan Lanning is at Oregon or that Steve Sarkeesian is at Texas. And even Mike Norvell at Florida State falls into that same category as well. But Kalen DeBoer seems like the guy that you could most likely uproot and it would still be regarded by your fan base as a home run higher, obviously, in year two at Washington. He took the Huskies to the precipice of a national championship, and he's won everywhere that he's gone. By the way, shout out to Millbank, South Dakota. That's Kalen DeBoer's hometown. Love a good uh, a Midwesterner on the big stage. I appreciate that. I respect that. So I, I think Kalen DeBoer would be a great hire for Alabama, but at the end of the day, uh, it's all going to come down to what Alabama's internal hierarchy is on those candidates because they have a ridiculous amount of money to spend on their next head coach. And once again, whoever takes that job, Steely, is walking into the most ready-made winning situation known to the college football world. You hardly have to do your job at the University of Alabama because of what Nick Saban has built there. That program recruits itself, and you know that year one you're going to be in contention for a national championship. You don't have to retool, rebuild, anything. And which, yeah. I, which that in itself is why I find it all the more astonishing that Dan Lanning said no and chose to stay at Oregon. I think that speaks very highly of what they're doing up there in Eugene, the fact that he would have the opportunity to be the A1 candidate at a place like Alabama, six national championships in the last 15 years, and he'd rather remain an Oregon Duck. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, Plank had a uh, very good guest on earlier today, Ryan Fowler, Alabama insider, uh, does a radio show there and has covered Alabama for a long, long time. And uh, Plank asked Ryan Fowler who he thinks should get the Alabama job. Interesting response right here. Uh, this is one of those, if you said, Ryan, you get to make the call, I'd probably call Dabo. I'd probably call Dabo and say, uh, it's time to come home. This is your alma mater. Uh, here it is. Why are people rebatching against that so much? You want to know the truth? Yeah. He's a Christian. Okay. I mean, in this right. society that we live in, uh, someone who stands for moral conduct and code uh, is is frowned upon. And I love that, though. I love his attitude. I love what he stands for. Yeah, uh, tell you what, you could do a lot of worse situations than Dabo. Um, if it's not him... You know, I know Lane Kiffin's been thrown around there quite a bit. I think when you look at Ole Miss, he's probably hit his ceiling. I don't know what else you could really accomplish there at Ole Miss. Um, you know, is Sark a possibility? The, you know, that's a name that would, would fit here. But, I mean, this is the first time, right, since he's won 10 games in his career is this year. So, you know, could he handle it? Because it's a pressure cooker. Uh, yeah. And I know Austin is as well. But, um, you know, I, I, I start looking at those names – but uh, you, you just don't see a fit. D'Amico Rhines, I'm not there. Uh, but I'm really not there on Dan Lanning either. Just the more people mm-hmm. I talk to, they, he's just not ready for this job. Interesting. Hmm. 
And that was right before Dan Lanning, uh, you know, they tweeted out uh, probably about 10 minutes after Plank's interview with Ryan Fowler that Dan Lanning was staying in Eugene with the Oregon Ducks. Uh, Sark doesn't appear to be a candidate. I mean, do you 100% know that? No, not quite, but it doesn't look like he's going to leave Texas. So it'll be very interesting. Uh, you said Kalen DeBoer is who, would you, who you would go to next. Do you think Dabo is going to be a serious candidate at Bama? Played at Alabama, from Alabama. Obviously, best coach in Clemson history. We no longer talk about And I know Danny Ford won a championship there back in the day when they beat Nebraska in the Orange Bowl. But, you know, Clemson, he totally transformed that program from a program that we, we talked about, well, Clemson's going to do Clemson things. They'll be Clemsoning. You know, they've got some talent, but no, 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 forget them. Totally changed uh, the perception of Clemson football. What are your thoughts? Does Dabo, you think he's serious, seriously a candidate there? I think there's a case to be made that maybe he's just so obvious that we're all willfully overlooking Dabo as a candidate. Like, you know, you're always looking for the sexy up-and-comer, you know, the guy that is just starting to make big waves in the coaching profession and somebody that would make a ton of sense for a job like Alabama because you can plant him there in the long term. And obviously, you know, whoever Alabama's next head coach is, he's going to have no incentive to leave Alabama as long as he's having success there for a very, very long time. But I think – I really do think – and look, I appreciate Dabo's values. I thought that was an interesting route that uh, Ryan Fowler went there. But – end of the day, I think it has a lot more to do with the fact that Dabo Sweeney's 54 years old. And so if you're trying to get somebody that you can count on being around and at the top of the profession for another, I mean, how long was Saban there? 17 seasons? So if you're looking to find the next Nick Saban in terms of longevity and somebody that is just kind of hitting the apex, hitting the zenith, of their coaching career, I don't think that's Dabo Sweeney. I'm I, I'm not necessarily of the opinion that his time has come and passed, but has Dabo Sweeney hit his peak as a coach, and mm-hmm. is he kind of on the downslope? Some he- of the shine has come off. There's no doubt. Some of the shine, and you know his attitude about the portal. I think some people are like, "Man, old man who's stuck in his ways." You know, you've got to be involved with the portal now more. So, yeah, you're right. Some of the luster has come off Dabo Sweeney. There's no doubt about it. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Another thing, we talked about Nick Saban, six national championships at Alabama, one at LSU, seven total, obviously. Keep in mind, Alabama, when Nick Saban took that job, had zero Heisman Trophy winners, which was really amazing. You think about one of the most storied programs in college football history, and they never had a Heisman winner. And then you got Mark Ingram, you got uh, Devontae Smith, you got Derrick Henry, you got Bryce Young. So four Heisman winners in that era. Again, I, I think a lot of us, you know, when we were looking back, what was Ingram, I think, 2008, 2009? 
And just, you know, marveling at the fact that Bama, Bama doesn't have a Heisman winner. Wow, that's pretty amazing that Alabama, in their history, they've never had a winner of the Heisman Trophy. All right, uh, trophy group right here at Cavens Disaster Response Group. Pipe bursting temperatures are coming this weekend. You better get ready. You better get ready or you'll be calling this number, 405-573-3048 in the metro area, 918-282-7612 in Tulsa. They will get you taken care of, but hopefully you can take your precautions and survive this weekend. It is going to get really, really cold. So uh, we'll talk to Gary about that coming up at 1235. A lot more. Could the uh, dominoes fall with the uh, Nick Saban hiring and affect the uh, Sooner staff, perhaps? We'll talk about that when we get back. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. I'm here at Cavens on a Thursday. I want to thank last year Home Comfort Systems as well. 405-579-3113 for sponsoring our first hour. Text on the way, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll go there as well when we get back. Keep it right here on the rep. We are back here at Cavens Group on a Thursday. Appreciate you being with us here on the uh, Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Mike Steely along with Parker Thune. Parker back in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. Yes, the uh, big freeze is coming this weekend, and it looks like it will go into uh, at least early next week. The uh, team here at Cavens Group, they're getting ready. They're getting geared up. They've got the best crews in the state. They want to help you fight through the freezing temperatures and winter storms that are coming this weekend and on into next week. Uh, frozen or broken pipe flooding your building, well, Cavens will be there for you. They can help flooded building. Cavens can help there as well. Commercial snow removal or de-icing for your business, Cavens can help you out there too. Cavens has the best and the uh, most talented and most trained teams on standby 24-7, 365. In Norman and Oklahoma City, that number is 405 405- 573-3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612, and their regional 800 number, 800-594-4437. So, again, uh, these cooler temperatures, man, it's going to be a, a frigid weekend. If you have an issue, Cavens is the uh, place to call. They're the best, best reputation in the business. All right. Nick Saban, best in the business, too, seven national championships. Uh, we we also loved uh, Nick Saban for his rants. Now, you know, sometimes he treated the media a little bit poorly. But you know what? Those media losers deserve it. Fake news people, geez. But uh, here is one of my favorite uh, Nick Saban rants. Parker, let's roll that one real quick. Rat poison is rat poison, and the media is always going to create it. Uh, But the reality of the world is not what you read on the Internet. It's not what somebody thinks. It's not what somebody's opinion is. We're going to get everybody's best game. And I don't know why people can't understand that. And when I came here, everybody was happy to win a game. Now we're not happy to win a game anymore. We're not happy to win a game at all. All We think we should win games by whatever. And I don't think that's fair to the players either. Because our players work their butt off. I, to be the best that they can be, I, and to get criticized for what they work hard for to do so that you can be entertained. Nobody wants to win worse than they do. Not me, not you, I don't care what kind of fan you are. Nobody wants to win more than the players that play. 
So for all you self-absorbed folks out there that can't look past your own self, right, to appreciate what other people are doing. How about that? And how about roll down tide? Man, that sounded like me a little bit there, Parker. Ranting against uh, social media there. I tell you, if... uh, Very angry. If Nick Saban wants to come take a gig in Oklahoma radio, I will cede my spot on these airwaves to him, and you guys can dominate the geriatric (laughs) demographic. Yes, I'm huge in the 65 to 84 demo. Huge, gigantic. But uh, that's classic Nick Saban right there, no doubt about it. All right, let's say that Dabo gets the Alabama job. Some of you are like, man, they're not going to hire Dabo. Well, we just uh, had uh, Ryan Fowler on again who uh, covers Bama. And, look, Plank asked him, he didn't say, who do you think is going to get the job? He said, who, you know, who would be the guy that you would go to? Dabo, again, played at Alabama, from Alabama. Obviously, he's done a tremendous job at Clemson. As we've said, you know, the the luster is gone off Dabo somewhat, no doubt. But let's say he gets that job. What are the chances, again, Todd Bates gets a call, maybe now Miguel Chavis again, who's had two uh, two years at Oklahoma now. He's recruited really well. Uh, you know, should Sooner fans be worried about that? No, I don't think that's really something Oklahoma fans should be worried about. Uh, from what I have come to understand, if Dabo Sweeney were the head coach, uh, at were the next head coach at Alabama, well, let's just say he and Todd Bates don't really see eye to eye on some things, and so I don't think Bates would be on the short list of guys that would get a call at Alabama, not because he's not qualified, but just because he and Dabo kind of have different philosophies. Uh, on the text line, notorious GIB and Owasso very astutely pointed out, Steely, not true on Alabama not having a Heisman winner. Forrest Gump won that award in 1965. <laughs> I like it, man. He was a, he could return those kicks, that's for sure. Uh, Forrest Gump probably ran about a 4-1, it looked like. Yeah, it's probably not far from the truth. Now, there were several textures that pointed out Saban was 55 when he took the Bama job, which is actually older than Dabo Sweeney is right now. And I did bring up Dabo's age, and I think probably the conclusion that many drew from that was that I was saying Dabo wouldn't be a candidate for Alabama because of his age. I don't think that's the case, and I didn't mean it in those kind of simplified terms. I, I think when you consider Dabo's age – his philosophies, and some of his past comments about the direction of college football. A, I don't think that's somebody that you can count on coaching at the collegiate level for another 17 years, which is as long as Nick Saban was at Alabama. And B, is he going to have the proper mentality at a job like Alabama? Because we know Dabo's famous aversion to the transfer portal, right? Mm -hmm. And so – Granted, at a place like Alabama, you don't have to utilize the transfer portal heavily, but it has benefited that program in the past, and it can benefit your program in general going forward. So if you're looking to build upon the dynasty that Saban has created at at Alabama, what you probably don't want is a coach that is, A, averse to the new transfer portal NIL era and very publicly – at odds with everything that it's about and be somebody 
that is going to come in and instantly ha- – okay, and here's maybe where the where it makes more sense. Dabo's going to come in, and Dabo is going to have his way of doing things, right? And that may be in stark contrast. I don't know how much, but it's going to be different than the Saban way of doing things that everyone has become accustomed to at Alabama. I think at Alabama, because Saban has built such a titan of a program there – you want somebody who's going to come in and not feel the need to do everything their way and have it their way all the time. What you're going to want is somebody who has a little bit less of an ego. I mean, let's call it like it is. That is a factor with Dabo. But what you want is somebody who's going to come in and be willing to adapt their style to everything that Saban has molded and constructed in terms of structure over the last 17 years there. I'll tell you who I'd hire. I, I would call Lane Kiffin. That would be my guy. Uh, Lane Kiffin, and, uh, you know, he's worked with Nick Saban. We know what he's done at Ole Miss. Uh, his track record before that was, you know, all right. But he's he's up with the current trends and the times. Ole Miss is spending a lot of money in the NIL. Uh, you know, and you mentioned uh, a guy like Kalen DeBoer would be a great hire. What about somebody, you know, here's, a, here's another thing with Dabo and, like, Mike Norvell. We, we still don't know what's going to happen with Clemson and Florida State. Uh, there, there's a little bit of uncertainty there as to where they are going to fit in uh, this modern era of college football. Now, they both have really good programs. I, I've always thought they'll end up uh, down the road in the SEC, but Greg, Greg Sankey has said recently, we like where we are at 16. You're also maybe in some ways trying to jump ship, even though you've got a good, solid program where you are. Now, Norvell struggled a little bit early, but those both of those guys are in somewhat precarious situations, and FSU just ran the table and got left out of the playoff, right? Yeah, and look, I, here's, the also, here's the distinguishing factor, another distinguishing factor between the hiring of Saban at 55 and the potential hiring of Dabo Sweeney at 54, here in 2024, right, is that it is a very different world than it was 17 years ago when Sam oh, was hired. Yeah. That yeah. was before the social media era. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I could and would make the argument that 55 these days is a lot older than 55 back then in, when you're thinking about college coaches and what they have in front of them and the daily functions and tasks of their job because – Social media has transformed the way we do everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Dabo seems like a guy in his mid-50s who's going on, like, you know, to 80 right now, at least in the world we live in. Some people like that, and uh, some people think, yeah, I don't know, Dabo's an analog guy in a digital world right now. But, you know, he's, like I said, he transformed the Clemson program. There's no doubt about it. Uh, What do you think about Kiffin? Would you – if you're the Bama AD, are you thinking, how would you feel about Lane Kiffin there? I, it's a polarizing hire. It's a very polarizing hire. I think if it works, it's going to work wondrously. And if it fails, it's going to fail miserably. No middle ground at I, all? I don't think Lane Kiffin is the type of dude that walks in and just wins 10 or 11 games every year at Alabama. I think it's either a debacle or it's brilliance. And is that a risk that Greg Byrne wants to take? Yeah. I don't know. 
He Good gets question. paid a lot more money than I do to make decisions that matter a lot more than the decisions I make. All right. You know, it feels like two hours isn't going to be enough today. We have so much to talk about. We welcome your checks. We'll get to as many as we can in the next segment. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Mike Steely here at Cavens Group. A. The pipes, the pipes are calling this weekend. The busted pipes may be calling. Cavens Group, you need this number locally, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. All their media, they're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, LinkedIn as well. Cavensgroup.com. That's Cavensgroup.com. Dot com. Coming right back, we've got Gary coming up, we've got your text coming up. Feels like we don't have enough time today, but we'll get it as much as we can. Keep it here on The Ref. We are back. Old Man Winter hasn't really flexed yet, but the flex is coming uh, this weekend. It is going to get cold starting uh, Friday evening, and it looks like Gary Cavins uh, the weekend through middle of next week. It's going to be pretty bad, and it's pipe bursting season. That means flooding potentially in your home or business. Uh, You're going to be getting a lot of calls, no doubt about it. But just for educational purposes, tell people again, sometimes when it gets this cold, it doesn't matter, man. You can take every precaution and still have a a pipe burst on you. But what should they be doing again to try and prevent this? You're 100% right. I mean, when you get to these temperatures, you can take precautions, but it's still going to happen. But definitely unhook outside hoses. Definitely drip your faucets. Open your cabinet doors. Allow heat in. Uh, make sure your heat's on. Uh, make sure that, you know, the, the other thing is make sure you're going through rooms you're not normally going through, guest rooms, um, uh, you know, throughout your home or, or all parts of your business that you're not normally in, filing rooms and stuff like that, uh, you know, especially after the storm and stuff, make sure that you don't have breaks that you don't know about that um, can linger. Um, you know, fire lines break first. They pop like uh, toothpicks when they get frozen, and, and I've seen massive big lines just break in half. It's, it's amazing what water can do. Um, they go first, and then once it starts uh, warming up, um, then the water lines that have been uh, that have been broken, the copper lines and pecs and stuff like that, we start seeing those. Uh, so we'll start seeing those on Wednesdays and Wednesday probably. Uh, but for what will happen first is your plumbing will freeze, um, and then you won't have any water, um, and then basically then it starts to thaw out, and that's when you find out that you have the pipe breaks. Yeah. Well, you guys have the most crews in the state. You have the best trained crews in the state. Uh, I know you're going to get a lot of calls, you know, over the next once Saturday rolls in on into the middle and maybe possibly even, you know, as late as Thursday next week. Uh, But you should have the crews to support all this, right? You've got, like I said, the most in the state. A hundred percent. We, you know, we're we've got the guys are ready to go. Everybody's on call. Um, you know, everybody, we have, uh, several teams, even the boss is on call, even the boss, the boss will be out there. Everybody that works for Cavens is going to be working. Um, we're all on call. We're all ready to help. Um, and you know, we're going to be there, 
Uh, we've done a lot of uh, reminding training, uh, redevelopment training this week to kind of remind everybody everything for water, what they need to be doing and everything. Uh, we've prepped all the trucks, started all the trucks, tested all the equipment, got it all ready to go. Um, you know, we've got the snowplow trucks, snow plowed up. We've got one more plow truck to put together. Uh, but if it does come in Sunday night and it's affecting business on Monday, that snow's not going anywhere uh, because it's going to stay around till at least Wednesday. Um, so, you know, if you need to get your parking lot done or something like that, we have a list on that. So you have to get on the list. Snow removal and de-icing, right, yes. that you guys yes. are taking care of that as well. Yep. Is that for businesses, businesses only? Yeah, only. for businesses yep. only. So again, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be crazy, and uh, you know, late Friday evening, it's going to start getting super cold. Anything else we need to know? The most important thing is program our phone number in your phone. Because yes. when you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning because your business, you get a call from the security company that your business is flooding, you're not going to want to Google it all out. You want to have our phone number in your phone. And the same for your home. If you w- wake up and you step on the floor and you've got six inches of water on the floor, you're going to want to know who to call. You're going to want to know to call Cavens. So put Cavens Group in your phone or Cavens and, you know, put 405-573-3048, 503 3048. Um, you can also look us at cavensgroup.com and get the information off there. Um, and you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and that because we'll be doing continual posts as reminders and stuff. And you can get our phone numbers off of there too. But, you know, Tulsa is 918 282 7612. But program those numbers in your phone because when those pipes break, you're going to you're going to be in a panic. There's going to be a lot going on. And if you can just dial that number, uh, hit that in your phone. It'll be amazing, and that's what you want. I'm glad you brought that up. I know we uh, we suggested uh, people do that for a long time, and this is a good time to bring that reminder back because some of you, unfortunately, listen right now, are probably going to have to make that call. Uh, hopefully it won't be you, but like we talked about and Gary said, you know, sometimes you could take every precaution and be doing everything right and still have a pipe burst on you and have flooding. So hopefully it doesn't happen to you guys out there, but if it does, Cavens, in Norman and Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048, 405-573-3048, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Program those numbers. Uh, you know, if you have to go online and check out cavensgroup.com, program those numbers into your phone. One last thing, too. In most cases, insurance companies don't cover mold. So 75% of mold issues aren't covered by insurance companies. Water losses are. So it's important to have a professional come out and dry your business um, so properly because you don't want to have mold 30 days from now because you tried to cheap it out Do it yourself. have an insurance or, yeah. claim. And then you turn around and you have the mold, and you're paying for that out of your pocket. Water claim, covered by insurance. Mold, 75% of the time, not covered by insurance. So remember that, and remember to get it dried out properly so it doesn't become, oh, Cavens needs to come and investigate our mold issue and take care yeah. of it. So, um, you know, don't, you know, that's something really important. And, again, that number is 405-573-3048. Gary, good stuff. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, and good luck. Thank you, you got, so You've got some busy uh, times ahead, it looks like, and you'll be wearing that uh, that gigantic full body suit that makes you look like, you know, you're, you're going up into the uh, – 
climbing Mount Everest or something. I, I have a couple cold. of those. I have one in my house and one here, so it's ready to go. Yes. I've seen you before, and it's happening. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Gary Cabins. All right, I tell you what let's do, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take an early break right here so we can get as many texts in uh, in the next segment as humanly possible. 405-651-3439. Uh, we will talk about uh, what's going on in the transfer portal. Uh, updates brought to you by Swiftco, of course. We will do that when we get back. And uh, Gary gave you some great advice. But, man, it is going to get super, super cold. But remember those numbers again, 405-573-3048, Norman in Oklahoma City, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Coming right back. We are back here at Cavens Group. Appreciate uh, Gary coming on with us uh, this segment. It's all you guys and ladies because uh, those ladies will text us as well. We haven't. I hope Ladonna and Lovick's doing well, doing uh, work for the Sooner Nation out there in the land of the Sand Aggies. I'm sure she is. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Parker, we've made them, I, well, we've made them wait long enough, so let's head to as many texts as we can get to. To the text line we go immediately, and we had several texters point out, well, okay, Dabo Sweeney's 54, Brent's 53. If Dabo's too old, then how much younger is i mean wouldn't brent fall into the category of too old as well no because again it's not just about the age it's about the personality right brent is a very youthful very exuberant very enthusiastic 53 dabo is an old man old man yelling at cloud 54 dabo is a lot more crotchety in his old age than brent venables is I would agree with that, yes. I would say, uh, yes, In uh, if you uh, adjust the age, Bryn is about 42 and Dabo is 72. That's not far from the truth. So, again, yes, it's about the age, but beyond that, it's also just about their personality and the attitude that they bring to coaching. And I think Dabo's a fine coach, but he all, I also think he has far fewer years left than a guy like Brent Venables for a multiplicity of reasons. And par- it's just like me, Parker. I'm, you know, I am uh, about, oh, I don't know, six months away from being 61. But I'm 81, right? I mean, you hear me rant and rave. There's social media and all your people, you know. So it, it depends on, it's not just a number, it's the way you go about your business. A listener in California says, I think people are overestimating how attractive Alabama's job opening is. Really? I, that's kind of hard to overestimate. That program has won six national titles in the last 15 seasons. It is the most attractive college football opening of the 21st century. And it's really not close. I mean, you've got some with a lot of potential, right? Uh, Texas being one of those, but we've talked about Texas forever and, and the resources they have. A&M's got a ton of resources, a lot of money, huge stadium, facilities, everything, NIL money. But in terms of, uh, yes, the best program in college football is clearly Alabama. Georgia has closed the gap, uh, you know, uh, what Dabo's done at Clemson, you know, has made them kind of the new money, one of the new money schools uh, in college football, even though they won that championship with Danny Ford in the 80s. 
But, yes, the if, if you don't say Alabama is the best program in the country, I don't think you've been watching. Now, Ohio State's great. By the way, speaking of, you know, the next big domino could be Jim Harbaugh, right? We still don't know what's going to happen there at Michigan. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure Sooner fans, when you heard, um, you know, the news about Nick Saban, you immediately think, man, that's good news for Oklahoma. And, look, maybe – you know, I was hearing initially, well, Dan Lanning, you know, you get all these phony reports of Dan Lanning's in Tuscaloosa right now. No, he wasn't. But, and Bama's going to get, you would think, a pretty good coach, unless they really mess it up. Uh, but it's still not going to be Nick Saban. So it's good news for Oklahoma. Michigan, if that opens up, you hear reports that Brian Kelly really wants that job. So then you may have LSU looking, right? Uh, whoever takes the... You know, let's say it's Lane Kiffin maybe gets the Bama job. Um, you know, Ole Miss is looking. So as much chaos as be, can be created is good for Oklahoma. Do you think that there's going to be chaos within the SEC beyond just this Nick Saban news? Because it just depends on, you know, if it's Kalen DeBoer, you know, that that that's a small ripple. But if it's... Like I said, Lane Kiffin, and then it's Brian Kelly in Ann Arbor. Then you've got you've got a situation that works well, I think, in OU's favor. There's been a lot of a lot of the exact same text on the text line, which is, "Who wants to follow up Nick Saban at Alabama?" If you think that's a major deterrent, then I I would say you're not that acquainted with the mentality and the mindset that many of the greatest coaches in college football these days carry. And this is true in any profession, right? Like, you don't get to the top of your profession if you don't have an alpha mentality and you approach whatever situation you're thrust into with any degree of timidity whatsoever. I don't think there is a coach in college football, at least not one that would get a call from Alabama for that vacancy, that would be sitting at home going, man, is Nick Saban really the act I want to follow? I promise you that's not why Dan Lanning turned Alabama down. I promise you that's not the case. What I no, think- he's, he's got great resources at Oregon. And, uh, you know, uh, in the NIL era, he's at a great place too. And I think you're right, Parker. That's, that's again, what you have to look at. Now, people could say, well, look what happened with Gary Gibbs at Oklahoma when he followed, uh, you know, Barry Switzer. Well, the Sooners were in some trouble with probation and all of that stuff. And then you had, you know, the, the end of the Switzer era, you know, David Swank, that man. But, um, you know, then CT, Charles Thompson on the cover of SI, there was, there was a – there is a black cloud over the Oklahoma football program. It's sunny skies right now in Tuscaloosa. And I know I know they didn't, you know, save in first time that they haven't won a title right in three seasons. But it's still, you got everything in place right there. Everything. So a lot of it depends on the current state of the program because, you know, um, a lot of times it is a situation where somebody has to step down uh you know, because, well, they just stopped winning enough somewhere, right? But Alabama is still, uh, you know, atop of the mountain, and I know Michigan's there right now, but 
Alabama is still the, the best program out there right now. There's a listener in the 405 that asked, when was the last time you had a great head coach leave and had another coach come in and do as well? Well, <laughs> you're not going to like this answer, but Muleshoe, he did it. Yeah, it, now they didn't win the championship, but, he, you know, Muleshoe, I think with a lot of Bob Stoops' players and what the foundation that Bob built did a pretty good job. But if you're talking about, yeah, just keep winning and competing for national well, championships, I mean, it's... Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm getting at, too, yeah, is that it's if tough. you're following a guy like Nick Saban, okay, there's a ton of pressure on you, sure, but so much of the infrastructure, so much of the foundation, so much of the fabric of your program is already there. I mean, that's the reason so many OU fans theorize, and I think justifiably, that Lincoln Riley, for the five seasons that he was head coach at Oklahoma, was just coasting on the greatness of Bob Stoops. How much easier would it be for a coach, any coach, to coast on the greatness of Nick Saban at Alabama? Again, I don't think that's a job to be intimidated by. And I don't think any coach who is worth a call from Greg Byrne, the athletic director at Alabama, is going to back down from the challenge or even consider the possibility that they might not be willing to take the Alabama job because they don't want to fill Nick Saban's shoes. Yeah, I I don't understand that mentality either, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Who would you say is the number one candidate, if you had to guess right now? Right now in Vegas, it's actually Mike Norvell. Mm, yeah. Well, and again, uh, part of that, and Norvell struggled a little early on, obviously, at Florida State, but they've been great the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, they just ran the table. Uh, obviously, you got Jordan Travis hurt, and that obviously hurt them in the eyes of the committee big time. But he's done a really good job there now for the last couple years, and he's also in a very precarious situation as to where FSU is going to end up conference-wise. And uh, you've got stability at Alabama in that situation. We know that for sure. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe Mike Norvell would be the guy at Alabama. All right, we're here at Cavens Group. Gary, Phil, Jen, you know, make sure you put this number in your phone, 405-573-3048 in Oklahoma City. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Pipes will be bursting this weekend. And we are bursting with more sports insight next hour. Keep it here. From Cavens Group on a Thursday. All right, good to have you with us. And uh, the winter weather is coming in. Uh, We talked to Gary about it. Pipes will be bursting because it is going to get that cold uh, this weekend and on into the uh, middle of next week. Cavens Group. Uh, if your pipe bursts in your home or business, they're the place to call, 405-573-3048. Put that phone number in your contacts, Cavins, C-A-B-I-N-S, Cavins Group, 405-573-3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Also want to thank our friends at the one and only uh, Riverwind Casino, if you haven't seen the newly uh, redesigned gaming floor, it is unbelievable. We'll be out there tomorrow. They have a great selection of uh, all your favorite electronic games. Again, nearly 3,000 of those now. 
They have a Skyloft gaming area attached to the hotel. Real easy to get from the hotel to the Skyloft gaming area and then to the uh, downstairs gaming floor as well. They have an Oasis gaming area that is smoke-free. They have the best games, uh, all your favorite table games as well. Bars and dining are fantastic. The River Buffet, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, a great food court. Hotel is fantastic. They also have the best promotions. Get on out there for the big drawings uh, tomorrow night. Uh, on Friday night at Riverwind Casino in the 80K uh, winning resolutions giveaway happening on Friday night. And we have a couple shows coming up this weekend at the Showplace Theater. Boys to Men on Friday night. Clay Walker on Saturday night. Tickets at riverwind.com. Once again, at riverwind.com or at the casino box office. All right, before we move back to the uh, text line, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You know, I listen to uh, when I'm doing uh, stats and some of the stuff I want to talk about on the show. Early in the morning, I'm listening to uh, T-Row and TJ, T-Row in the morning show. And they were going through, you know, man, Nick Saban's retired. It looks like, you know, it's going to be the end of the road for Bill Belichick. Who's the next guy to retire? You know, and, and T-Row was saying, well, you know, Steely's got to be in his 70s, right? Is, is he going to make a big announcement today or something? They were speculating maybe I will be the next guy to make that announcement. Well, I do have an announcement to make, and I'm going to make it right here. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. The show goes on. This is my home. They're going to need a f***ing wrecking ball to take me out of here. <laughs> They're going to need to send in the National Guard because I ain't going nowhere. That's my announcement, Parker Thune, and thanks for bringing the uh, studio audience in as well. So thank you very much. That's my announcement. So well, anyway, I'm glad to go. know I won't need to search for a new co-host. <laughs> you would leave massive shoes to fill, that's for sure. When really? I talk about replacing Nick Saban at Alabama, replacing Steely at KREF might be an equally difficult maneuver. Well, I wear a 12, so just in case that you know down the road that happens, uh, I do wear a 12. Man, so you got you pretty, go. you got pretty large shoes for a short guy. What do you mean, short guy? I'm an even six feet. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. So, anyway. All right, 405-651-3439. Uh, Sooners lose to TCU last night, 80-71. to Here's the bad news, too. They have to go to Lawrence this weekend, 1 o'clock, against KU on ESPN+. Plus. In Kansas, what do they do? They lose to Central Florida on the road last night. So, not only do you get Kansas Saturday, you get an angry Kansas Saturday, Parker. That's not good. Yeah, no, it's not good. But, uh, well, Kansas will be angry, but Oklahoma will be angry, too. I mean, heck, you watched that game last night. Porter was fired up, which, gen- like, to be fair, that's not – that is the norm for Porter. During mm-hmm. a game, Porter is a generally fired-up character. But he was kind of hot last night at times, understandably so, because his team did not play especially well down there in Schulmeyer Arena, lost their second game of the campaign. And, look, this is a really good Oklahoma basketball team, 
But, man, they when they aren't hot from beyond the arc, then I still question whether they have the interior presences to be able to go toe-to-toe with the big boys of the Big 12. And I think we're going to f- certainly find out this Saturday we'll get a major clue because you got to do battle with Hunter Dickinson. you got to deal with that dude, all seven-foot-one of him on the interior for the Jayhawks at the Fog Allen Fieldhouse. And so, man, it's an opportunity for Oklahoma to make a statement, certainly, but it's also an opportunity for Kansas to expose some of the flaws that I do think this Oklahoma team has. They are not a perfect basketball team by any means. They have flaws. They have weaknesses. It'll be interesting to see whether the Jayhawks can exploit those vulnerabilities or whether the Sooners come out with something to prove after that loss down there in Fort Worth and pile it on to the Jayhawks after they were down in Orlando and got surprised by UCF. 14 turnovers for OU, 7 for TCU. That's the story. And again, uh, Manuel Miller had 27, 9 rebounds for the Frogs last night. Avery Anderson uh, didn't shoot it well at all in the first half, but he was really good. Former Oklahoma State Cowboy in the second half had 15. I think this Oklahoma team is somewhere between 15 and 25 in the country. They're going to finish 9 and 9, maybe even 8 and 10 in the league, would be my guess. And even if you finish 8 and 10, you're still getting to uh, 20 victories. You'll be in the tournament because you're in the uh, best conference in the country. I think they're good, far from great. Uh, but Porter's done a nice job. They've got more athletic. The, for the most part, they play good, solid team basketball. Protect your home floor. That's going to be the key. You can't give up, you know, and look, you got Kansas and Houston. I'd, I'd have to look at the home schedule. Again, obviously, Kansas is a road game, but protect your home floor. Protect your home floor, uh, and you'll be fine. That's that's going to be the key for Oklahoma in the conference. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. Thunder back in action tonight, by the way. 7 o'clock at the Paycom Palace, uh, taking on Portland. Portland hasn't been very good without Damian Lillard, 10-26. and 26. Jeremy Grant's there, former Thunder player. Harvey's son, obviously. You've got uh, Scoot Henderson, the rookie, who's averaging, I think, right around 12 points, 6 assists per game. It's been all right. Has been Chad Holmgren. Chet, by the way, in Oklahoma City's win at Miami, 23 points, 9 rebounds, 3 blocks. You had SGA with 28 and uh, 19 for J-Dub to go along with 12 assists as Oklahoma City beat the Heat. Miami without Jimmy Butler last night. Oklahoma City wins 128-120. to 120. Portland tonight, 7 o'clock tip in uh, downtown Oklahoma City. All right, text time, 405 651 3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. S. Rob Boone says, Steely is irreplaceable. He is a unique personality like Roy D. Mercer. Roy D. Mercer was uh, legendary. The, uh, the, has to be the greatest character in uh, Oklahoma radio history. And uh, you need to go back, Parker, when you, when you get some free time and, uh, like YouTube up some old Roy D. Mercer bits from uh, the crew there in Tulsa at, uh, I think they were at KMOD, I believe. And Roy D. Mercer was was just fantastic. And uh, I I don't have time to explain to you what they were all about, but they're, they're just great. And they hold up today. Really good stuff. 
Elsewhere on the text line, Jay in Tulsa says, Larry Coker and Dennis Erickson did just fine keeping winning continuity at Miami during their great run following Jimmy Johnson. Bama mm, yeah. is going to be just fine. Yeah, no, nobody should be worried about Alabama football. Didn't Miami win, I believe, Miami won five natties in an 18-year span? It's not quite Nick Saban into Alabama, but... It's close. I think it was five and 18 years. I'd have to go ahead and Google it up, but I think that's right. Sooner Smitty reminds us, Quinn Ewers announced his return for 2024. Tough gig with no skill guys returning. Yeah, and I guess that's news because they made it official, but that's what we were all hearing, that Quinn Ewers was coming back and that uh, Arch was fine with that, so we'll see. Um, What do you think about, yeah, what's happened to Texas so far? Well, that text said it. I mean, he's going to have a much more difficult time in 2024. You would presume, because of the lack of proven weapons at the skill positions, obviously Texas has had outstanding running backs during Sark's tenure there. They have had outstanding wide receivers over the last few years. And, and Jatavion Sanders is gone. Jatavion Sanders at the tight end position. They lose him as well. And so, look, Texas recruits well enough, right? Like, they, it, it's not like they're going to be completely lost and floundering as far as who they get the ball to offensively at those skill positions. But it does present the very natural question, right? It, it, is Quinn Ewers any better off waiting another year to enter the NFL draft because is he going to be able to put things on tape in 2024 at Texas that he couldn't or didn't put on tape at Texas in 2023? And so with the situation that he's stepping back into, it does make you wonder, okay, is that the best decision for his future? Is that the decision that makes the most sense? I think it's a fair question. Well, and some of it, again, was this quarterback class, obviously, as well, I think, uh, because it's a really good one. I just got a text question. Uh, Steely, who's the GOAT, uh, Saban or Belichick? I got to go with Saban. We know, and since Tom Brady left, you know, some of the shine has gone off Bill Belichick, no doubt. I still think Bill Belichick is the best coach in NFL history. Uh, but yeah, Brady, obviously maybe give Brady 60% credit, maybe, uh, Belichick 40, but Saban would be the guy. I mean, seven national championships. It's unbelievable. And here's the deal. You know, what's crazy is again, think about Bill Belichick took the Browns to the playoffs too. And he had Nick Saban on his staff there in Cleveland. So maybe, maybe Bill Belichick is the guy for Bama. How about that? Can you imagine that? I would love, and I was thinking about this this morning. I would love that to happen just to see and hear stories of what Bill Belichick is like as a recruiter. Alabama could probably have their whole class committed by Mark. Because, I mean, can you imagine Bill sitting down with a recruit or being on the phone with a recruit? All right, listen, we're not going to. We're not going to monkey around. We're not going to play games. We're not going to do this whole back-and-forth dance. No, you can commit right now, or I'll find someone who will. It's that You'll simple. get nothing and like it, right? Kind of like Caddyshack. But, yeah, and apparently uh, he and Saban still keep in touch. And, you you know, they uh, like I said, uh, Belichick had him on staff there with the uh, the Cleveland Browns. So, But if I had to pick one of the two, I would, I would go with Saban as the GOAT. Here's, by the way. 
Who would be your top five college football coaches, Parker, if All you time? had to? Now, yeah. Now, again, you didn't have the opportunity to see some of these guys coach. Sure. Well, why don't we do this in the next segment? Because I've already filibustered. we gone over a little bit. But let's think about that. Put your list together. And we'll talk about that when we get back. Your top five. Now, I'm talking college here, okay? College football coaches of all time. And we will do that next. We're here at Cavens Group. Pipes will be bursting. Water will be leaking. Flooding will be happening. And uh, the place to call is Cavens. They have the uh, most highly trained teams, the most teams on standby, 247-365. Put this number in your contacts. 405-573-3048 for Cavens, 405-573-3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. We'll be right back here on the home of Sooner fans. Hour number two here on Steelman and Thune, presented by Oklahoma Generator. And, uh, man, you may be needing a generator. If you got an old one that's not working too well, or if you don't have one, be thinking about one because it is going to get cold and uh, maybe you're going to lose power. Who knows? I, I'm not seeing, like, any ice storms in the uh, forecast, but I don't look at the forecast that much. I just know it's going to be really, really cold. They are Oklahoma's highest-rated and longest-operating Generac dealer, Oklahoma Generator, online at okgen.com, and you can reach them at 405-321-6631. That's 405-321-6631, okgen.com. All right, did you come up uh, with your list of your top five college co- uh, football coaches of all time? Well, that's the thing, Steely. I, I don't really feel qualified to make a list of the top five college coaches of all time because I haven't been alive nearly as long as you. So, all right. I can, I can come up with a list. I don't know how authoritative it's going to be. But we, of the Thune era? Yeah, okay. Is that what we're saying? In, in my right. lifetime, yes, I can give you a list. Okay. I'll give you mine. I'll let you work on yours because okay. unless you have your Thune era list ready to go right now. I mean okay. – it's a pretty easy list to concoct. Number okay. one is very obvious. It's Nick Saban. All right. Number two, I would say, is Dabo Sweeney. Okay. Number three, Les Miles. Number four, Bob Stoops. All right. Number five, man, that's where it gets tricky. Um, Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart is five. There you, go. there you go. Yeah, I like that's a good list. Uh, for me, and I'm an old, so I can go way back. Uh, the oh, there's one on this list that I never saw a coach, but I I feel qualified still to put on my top five list. Nick Saban number one, Bear Bryant number two, number three, Bud Wilkinson. Three natties, 47-game winning streak. And uh, number four is Bill Snyder. Never won a national championship. In fact, you could really argue that nobody has, well, done a better job than Bill Snyder, what he did at Kansas State. Twice, because that was one of the losingest programs of all time. But I'm going to go Bill Snyder, uh, number four, and then uh, 
Bobby Bowden, number five. That's fair. A lot of people are saying Urban Meyer should be on my list. No, I refuse to put Urban Meyer on You my mean list. Urban Liar, right? Exactly. Okay, here's a hypothetical for you. Okay. Out of left field, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, this phone call, if it happened. Who finished his uh, playing career at OU? This past year, that every Sooner fan loves. Drake Stoops. Drake Stoops. Obviously. Bob wanted to be able to watch Drake play. He's been, you know, uh, with the Arlington Renegades, won a championship. Bob's been great in all this media stuff. He's been really, really good with us, with sellout crowd. He's done a great job. What happened if Alabama picked up the, the phone and said, hey, Bob, you want to come talk to us about the job here? What do you think? Bob's still young. He gets around. I don't think Bob wants to get back into coaching. I don't think he would at that level either, particularly in this uh, NIL era. Yeah, but like the Arlington gig makes sense for him because mm-hmm. he can literally just assemble an all-star team of former Sooners of days gone by that aren't in the NFL and he can just kick back and coach ball, what, three, four days a week maybe? Right, Bob Stoops has a real cushy gig with the Arlington Renegades, and I'm sure it's a job that pays more than adequately, and he doesn't have to recruit, and he doesn't have to deal with all the NIL BS, and he doesn't have to worry about so many things that would come into play if he were a college coach. I Yeah, I don't see Bob. And I think it says a lot that it appears 2024 is the year that Bob Stoops has quit showing up on hot boards for major CFB vacancies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, uh, just throwing that out there, how much do you think that NIL and this era that we're in in college football uh, pushed Nick Saban away from the game? I don't think it was the primary factor. I don't even know that it was a major factor, but I think it was a factor, no doubt. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, It's got to be a contributing factor. And probably not, you know, the main thing, he, uh, you know, it seems like Miss Terry, they they like to go hang out, do stuff. I mean, they listen to Gimme Shelter from the Rolling Stones. That's their victory song together. Uh, The more that I've seen these interviews with Nick Saban over the last three years or so, four years, he seems like a little bit of the edge has come off. Now, again, he'll still get mad at the media, and most coaches do at some point. And his rants to me, I've always found – I've never thought, what a jerk about Saban. I've always laughed at him for whatever reason. But he seems to me like a pretty likable dude, I think. I don't have any issue yeah. with Nick Saban on a personal – like, a lot of people regard Saban as the devil. A lot of people hated to see Alabama's dominance. And for me – you know, maybe there came a point in my life as a young college football fan that I wanted to see somebody but Alabama play for a national title, and I kind of got fatigued with it all. But Alabama's greatness was always a greatness that you could respect. You kind of had to. And, yes, Saban was a mad genius, but – he wasn't obnoxious about it. Man, he just went about his business, did excellent work for years and years and years, and never got dragged into 
beefs or rivalries or any of that stuff. He just always let his team on the field do the talking, and they did for 17 years. Yeah, and and uh, let's let's play that rant again one more time because this for Saban, and this is from his coach's show. Um, I always kind of laughed at him all. I never thought, what a jerk, you know, because he's sending a message to his team, and that's what a lot of these coaches are doing. Now, look, if you want to just see an absolute jackass, the late Bob Knight was that guy, and, you know, he dressed down reporters, and, you know, um, he was just a uh, – and Knight was just such a fascinating character, but many times – even if I liked Knight's old-school coaching style in many ways, I would think, man, that guy's just a total jerk. But with Saban, I, I don't know, it always put a smile on my face. Here's a typical Nick Saban rant. This is from his coach's show. Rat poison is rat poison, and the media is always going to create it. Uh, but the reality of the world is not what you read on the Internet. It's not what somebody thinks. It's not what somebody's opinion is. It's we're going to get everybody's best game. And I don't know why people can't understand that. And when I came here, everybody was happy to win a game. All right, now we're not happy to win a game anymore. We're not happy to win a game at all. All right, we think we should win games by whatever. And I don't think that's fair to the players either. Because right, our players work our, their butt off right, to be the best that they can be. Right, and to get criticized for what they work hard for to do so that you can be entertained. Nobody wants to win worse than they do. Not me, not you. I don't care what kind of fan you are. Nobody wants to win more than the players that play. So for all you self-absorbed folks out there that can't look past your own self, to appreciate what other people are doing. How about that? And how about roll down tide? Uh, he got a little energized there with the uh, crowd, the uh, live crowd. You, we know the original rat poison comment came at a press conference at the podium, but he he went uh, with rat poison again. But I, I don't know. That's just always kind of the way I felt about a Saban rant was uh, it always, more times than not, put a smile on my face than uh, me saying, man, that guy's just not likable. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's take a break. Let's do nothing but text when we get back for the next segment. Cavens Group, pipe-busting temperatures are happening this weekend. The team at Cavens are getting ready and geared up to help you through the freezing temperatures. Winter storms coming this weekend on into next week. They can make sure and get you taken care of. Your one call does it for all your weather pipe breaks and floodings. If that problem hits you this weekend or early next week, Cabins, 405-573-3048. Put that number in your contacts, 405-573-3048. Cabins Group in Tulsa, it's 918-282-7612. All of your texts next right here on The Ref. Cavens Group, Cavens Disaster Response Group, the very best in the business, where we are every Thursday. Appreciate you joining us here on Steelman and Thune. And, again, uh, we've got pipe-busting temperatures this weekend. They're going to be happening. And you may take every precaution out there, and it still could happen. You could have flooding in your home or business. Again, remember this number, 405-573-3048 for Cavens Group. 
That's in Norman and Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Let's talk about the transfer portal, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. The transfer portal? Yes. Yeah, the, the portal. We have portal music, right? Yeah. What's happening? It's a transfer portal. It's out of control. We're losing our defense. No. Not our starting quarterback! We need him! Do me a favor, please. Get out of here. Get out of here, man! Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ah, my new favorite rivalry, both on the recruiting trail and in the transfer portal. Steel is OU versus Big Money. <laughs> That's right. Ugh. That's it. So, Zalance heard any news? No, no news, but it sure sounded like Terrence Ferguson is going to be a Florida State Seminole. And okay. So now he's just kind of waiting on what happens with her. And look. I posted some information on both of those recruitments yesterday afternoon over at OUinsider.com. If you're a VIP over there, you know all of what's going on. If you're not, would highly recommend that you sign up. It'll only cost you a few bucks a month, and you'll get so much juice beyond what you get on these airwaves. But look, uh, the reality is OU is punching up when it comes to willingness to dole out ridiculous sums of money for players. And... here's what I want everybody to understand. And what the common misconception is, well, OU's broke. OU doesn't have enough money to go toe-to-toe with these other schools for elite portal players. And that's just not true. OU has plenty of money. (laughs) But they're not going to break the bank. They're not going to overpay for a single player. And trust me, if you knew... The numbers that were on the table for Zalance Hurd at Ole Miss and Tennessee, your conclusion would probably be, yeah, that's too much money for Oklahoma to pay an offensive tackle. That's mm-hmm. too much money for anybody to pay an offensive tackle. So that's what OU's up against. Uh, Bill Biedenbow and the OU staff are fighting like heck to maintain a foothold in the race for Zalance Hurd. But if he ends up at Tennessee or he ends up at Ole Miss, I'll just put it this way. I'm not going to be able to fault the kid for making that decision. Yeah, and, uh, you know, maybe if it's, uh, let's say it's Ole Miss or, you know, Tennessee's apparently willing to pay quite a bit as well. And as soon as a program who is utilizing NIL dollars wins big and wins a national championship – I don't know how much this is going to change with some of the blue bloods like Oklahoma who feel like, you know, yeah, we can pay some, but we don't need to go. It's kind of like uh, the couple, you know, that got a really nice house and nice vehicles and everything, and they go on expensive vacations, but they're maxed out on like 10 credit cards, and eventually they come and repossess everything, right? Maybe that's going to happen with some of these teams that are dealing with big NIL dollars. We'll see. Uh, to me, that's the long-term battle. Can you can you build culture? Can you win making NIL like number one on your list? Well, we're just gonna see how you know. Maybe maybe it works. Uh, we'll find out. But um, I, I still kind of like the way that Oklahoma's approaching it right now. And like I said, maybe three years down the road, who knows? 
maybe Ole Miss wins a championship or Miami or somebody who's really spending. Well, but until that happens, you know, I, I kind of like OU's philosophy. And it's easy to get caught up in the hype machine when you spend a lot of time on social media, right? Oh, yeah. Like, and p- so many people these days spend an absurd amount of time on social media. So if you're constantly on social media and you, you're seeing, oh, Ole Miss landed another giant portal edition. Uh, you know, a school like Tennessee, for instance, or a school like Florida or Florida State, or um, pick a program, Miami, Oregon. This school continues to put together a very impressive transfer portal hall. Then it's real easy to get discouraged, isn't it? But guess what? When you take a step back and you look at it from the big picture perspective, you understand that no school has ever bought a portal class or bought a recruiting class and parlayed it into substantial success. Then I think you begin to have a little bit more of a realistic judgment as to what the returns on the investments are going to end up being for those particular schools that go about it that way. And if you're an Oklahoma fan and you've monitored what Texas A&M and Miami and Arkansas have done the last few years and what they've actually turned it into, again, if you've got your head level on your shoulders and you don't let yourself get caught up in the hype machine, I really don't think you're concerned that Oklahoma isn't landing splashy dudes from the transfer portal. There you go. And, yes, I agree. Also, people spend too much time on social media because they're weak-minded, attention-seeking megalomaniacs. Oh, boy. That's why. I need to be on social media. I need to get my views in. You egomaniacs, get off the phone. (laughs) You're not that important. I know you think you are, but you're not. Just saying. Okay. That's my... I only went 45 seconds today. All right, I promised people we get to the tax line, and we filibustered again. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet tax line. A listener in the 719, which is the state of Colorado, says, first-time texter here. Well, yes. Actually, second-time texter. This all right, individual well, that's all right. did send in a text last December. But uh, what happens when Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Missouri start beating OU regularly because they are paying over value for these players? Will they that's step up to the plate yeah. then? Well, I... That- Sure, that's like the long-term that point, question right there, Parker, right? That's the that long-term point, question. Absolutely. If we live in a world where that is reality, if that becomes reality over the next few years, then you really don't have any choice, right? you got to step it up at that point. But until that happens, I am content with the way that Oklahoma is approaching things, Steely, because once again, there is no empirical data that would suggest that buying players, whether on the recruiting trail or the transfer portal, yields championship caliber competition. It's a small sample size right now, but you're right so far. Here's what we need to do. Can we get with the University of Oklahoma, the Office of Alumni Relations, if this happens down the road, and say we need a list, uh, the tax returns for every University of Oklahoma graduate, and – Let's say there's somebody out there who's a multi-multi, maybe even a billionaire, and if they're not giving NIL dollars at that point, we call them up and say, listen, you cheap bastard. Jeez. <laughs> what are you? You're going to let Mid-Zoo get ahead of OU? 
because you're hoarding your billions? Cop up a bucket, you cheap bastard, is what we need to say to some of these people if that happens. Oh, boy, here comes Steely the Socialist. I'm just saying, if you've got a bunch of money and you are not contributing, you know, Billy Bob over there, you know, wherever working, you know, wherever he's working, if he's given $5 and he's making twenty five grand a year, you should be giving part of your billions to the NIL fund when it's needed. Jason from I Am on the text line says, teams that buy players, they're going to crumble, period. I hope, yeah, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'm, I'm on that side of the fence, too, right now. But we'll see, man. There are a lot of things in this world. Here's another old take. That surprised me now that I'm like, man, this is like the most pathetic society we've ever lived in. And the next step could be NIL teams start winning every championship. You know, that could be the next step. And that uh, could be another sign that the end is near. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Uh, I need my energy drink because I'm starting to fade here. You can tell with these takes. All right, let's break right here, 405-651-3439. Let's hear from Baker Mayfield. How's he feeling ahead of the matchup with the Eagles coming up on Monday night? We'll hear from Six when we get back here on The Ref. We are back. Yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night will be taking on the uh, the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. The Eagles have faded down the stretch, no doubt about it. Jalen Hurts a little bit banged up. The Eagles' defense has been banged up as well. Uh, Tampa Bay, let's face it, they're playing in a weak division, but Baker still played uh, – you know, some pretty solid football. Not great, but played uh, good, solid football. Did have a career high in passing yardage, over 4,000 yards for the first time. Career high in touchdown passes with 28. Uh, and I, I think this, uh, the offense, and again, having a Mike Evans, a future Hall of Famer, has certainly helped. But um, not asking him to make just a ton of plays, and he's played well. And again, the Buccaneers will host Monday night the Philadelphia Eagles. They're a three-point underdog. Now, Baker had a rib issue uh, going into the game last week, and he also tweaked an ankle in the uh, victory over Carolina over the weekend. Let's hear from Baker and uh, hear how he is feeling physically. Got a little ankle injury pretty early in the game. Um, But one of those things is uh, the week goes on, feel better and better, get some good rehab and work done on it. How are the ribs? Ribs are recovering slowly. Um, didn't take any, you know, impactful shots. But like, like we said last week, just eat with each day, it gets better and better. Just see how it goes. But luckily, you know, the blessing is we play on Monday night, so an extra day of rest and recovery for me. There you go. And uh, let's also hear from Baker from his presser this morning. Uh, you know, they lost the Eagles at home earlier in the season. Much different uh, Philadelphia team and a much different of course uh tampa bay team right now so baker what about uh this second go round again against the philadelphia eagles we were really trying to find ourselves at that point in the season trying to figure out who we were going to be especially offensively and uh, yeah i think we've kind of realized what we're good at you know the bread and butter for us and also they've they've changed on defense they've had some injuries a different play caller now for them as well matt patricia's calling it so a um, little bit different variabilities but it's Got to handle it. Got to prepare. Uh, and so, luckily, we have four games where he's been calling the games, and so we got to 
you know key into that and what's his uh, what's his go to and but yeah we're, we're just different uh, in the sense that we've you know been more foundationally better within the run game knowing what we're good at scheme wise and uh, just got to get the passing game back going again that's Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise quarterback Baker yeah. R. Mayfield there there you go they did lose that uh, first matchup of the Eagles in week three I believe it was twenty five to eleven. Uh, again, against the Philadelphia Eagles. But um, we'll see. We'll see uh, what happens in this matchup um, for uh, the Bucks and the Eagles. And, again, uh, the Eagles, last I saw, they were still a three-point favorite. What do you think about this matchup? You think uh, the home field and Philadelphia struggles that the uh, the Bucks will get this one, Parker? <laughs> I'm, I'm optimistic, but I'm not confident, Steely. You know, I'll be rooting hard for Tampa Bay in that game, especially now that I have a starting quarterback that it actually feels good, feels right to root for. Never quite felt right rooting for Tom Brady, mostly because I regarded him as a villain before he came to Tampa Bay. And obviously, no part of me ever wanted to root for Jameis Winston. But I've enjoyed rooting for Baker Mayfield. I've enjoyed rooting for the Bucks as of late. And so I'll be pulling for them to get this thing done on Monday night. But they're just... They're not as talented as the Eagles. They're banged up. It, if they get it done, they're run through. I, and I don't even know if you can call it a Cinderella run. It's impressive that they won the division, and it's surprising that they won the division. It's surprising that they're here still playing in mid-January. But even if they do get past the Eagles this week, probably comes to an end next weekend against whoever they would face at that point. The Big 12 has uh, five starting quarterbacks in the playoffs. You've got Baker Mayfield. You've got Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Mason Rudolph, who's been really good his last couple games, you know, coming in uh, with the Steelers who play at Buffalo Sunday at noon on CBS. And please give us snow in that game. Uh, best matchup of the weekend? What do you think? I I like Miami at Kansas City or the Rams at Detroit. Green Bay at Dallas. Dallas is what, like an eight-point favorite now? I think that could be interesting. But what, which, uh, which game this weekend uh, are you most intrigued by? Kansas City and Buffalo, without question, because it's supposed to be one of the coldest games in NFL history. No, no, it, Kansas City's hosting Miami, or that's what I meant. Kansas City and Miami. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be. It is supposed to be one of the coldest games in NFL history. Windshields mm-hmm. supposed to be getting out of minus thirty, from what oh, I saw nice. circulating on social media, and that game gets played Saturday night. So man, that that'll be entertaining. You take the under in that yeah. one, wouldn't you? Especially if there yeah. is snow. Uh, I wonder what the over and under is. I didn't see that. I saw, the last I saw, the Chiefs were favored by three and a half, I believe. Well, that and, is the game that's on Peacock, too, by the way, Saturday night. And two of the most high-octane offenses in the NFL face weather conditions that's going to make the going very tough. And I have to favor Miami in that game if those conditions are highly inclement because they have the stronger rushing attack with Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan. Oklahoma right. Johnny sent us a banger of a text, and I think All this right. is a good place to close. Let's out the conclude show. with it. Let's go. Here's what I can't stand: these pathetic programs who are willing to throw the bag around because they have nothing else to offer, then turning their nose up to real blue bloods when they buy a player and acting like, "Well, we're just a better program, obviously." 
It's infuriating. I think because all you have is the bag should say everything there is to say about the state of your pathetic program. That's right. I agree with Oklahoma Johnny. It's kind of like, uh, you know, social media. Nobody wants to work for anything. They just want to throw out BS and get some attention. It's kind of like these ridiculous, like Mid-Zoo. I mean, Missouri's never won anything, anything. And they're walking around, you know, flexing and everything. It's like, come on, dude. It's ridiculous. But I, you know, I agree. Oklahoma Johnny, yes, I'm with you. All right, I want to thank Gary and the crew out here. They are awesome. It's a pipe-busting weekend, and that's not good. You need to know this number, Norman and Oklahoma City for Cayman's Group, 405-573-3048, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. You may take every single precaution to keep this from happening, and it might just get so cold it's it going to happen anyway so make sure you call cavens put those numbers in your phone they will do the best job for you 405-573-3048 tulsa 918-282-7612 want to thank riverwind casino we'll be out there tomorrow can't wait to get out there big shows at the showplace theater this weekend friday night boys to men saturday night clay walker get out there and take part in the drawings Friday night, the 80K winning resolutions giveaway as well. Have a great Thursday.